Good morning and welcome to this, a couple of five minute morning minor on Friday, January the 21st. It's a cold and sunny morning, but the markets are pretty horrible. It's a day to sit and hide behind the sofa. Uh, Paul, are you hiding behind the sofa? I'm, I'm not hiding behind the sofa, but uh, can't believe some of the news that's come out today. <laughs> uh, there is some quite amazing news out today. Let's start off with the one that's really um confused me and that is that the uh, expiration license has been revoked by the Serbian government for the Rio and their Jadar lithium mine. Uh, is this perhaps because uh, the Aussies kicked Novak Djokovic out of the uh, Australia when he was trying to play in the Australian Open? Maybe this is their revenge. What do you think, Paul? Well, all, all I know is that it is, it, it is um incomprehensible i guess from a, a pragmatic standpoint as, as to why they would have revoked the licenses of rio tinto on what is <laughs> the uh, europe's largest uh, lithium uh, deposit for the battery sector in the climate agenda but that has uh, happened as of uh, yesterday um, the speculation is it's a political move because the party in power is uh, knuckling under to uh, pressure from uh, green lobby groups that are just uh, have been uh, protesting against just mining in general uh, and mining's uh, a pollution legacy in, uh, rather than the deposits specifically but uh, it's definitely the wrong signal to uh, send to the uh, mining industry as well as the as uh, European politicians of all kinds uh, interested in the climate agenda for sure. Um, so, so we'll see what happens. Paul, sorry, Paul. It's a problem that you know people have got to get their heads around. Is that you know, as you say, it's the green. The greens trying to stop it, but without it, we can't have a green economy. Yes, that's. Um, and this is the whole problem that basically I think a lot of people don't understand about the whole transition energy revolution. Is you know it has to come with mining. It does, uh, because uh, simply the raw materials in order to deliver all of the green equipment that needs to be deployed, whether it's photovoltaic panels or wind turbines or to uh, uh, substitutions of energy, uh, power systems and fuels, all of those sorts of things are still in the ground. And we uh, don't have those above the surface yet in near enough qua uh, quantities in order to meet population needs uh, of anyone uh, across the world. So. And we also need the time in order to uh, train as many people as we need in order to deploy that over the next 30 years as well. There just isn't enough labor force uh, available for that at this point. So people just aren't getting that message. There is a huge amount of, of misunderstanding, unfortunately. Um, you know, if you look at, for instance, slight red herring, this, um, but the nuclear industry, of course, um, you know, the Greens hate the nuclear industry because they regard it as dangerous and everything else. But the reality is, is that, you know, even though I'm not necessarily a fan of the nuclear industry myself, um, the nuclear industry is probably the most efficient and cleanest way in many ways of creating energy. Um, I think you'd agree with that, wouldn't you, Paul? Well, it is the most efficient for uh, and power dense of uh, material for uranium is for the purposes of baseload power generation, which is always on. Um, so uh, that is winning over in recent months. I think some nations uh, do uh, that understand that they need this uh, foundational power source uh, in order to make the transition.
and you've hit the nail on the head there actually and we are going on a complete tangent but i'm going to finish this anyway before we go back to the news is that actually if you look through the history of mankind basically we have got more and more dense in terms of our energy source we started with wood um which i guess the greens wouldn't like because you know you're cutting down trees we then moved to coal uh, which actually is carbon slightly more compressed. Um, again, the Greens don't like that. We then moved to oil and gas, where they, they, they got even more compression. Uh, and obviously nuclear with uranium is, is, is probably the most compressed. Um, I mean, you can't win is the answer, but you know you have to have energy. You've got to have power. You've got to have light. Um, there is a lot of misunderstanding um, that goes on in the world. Anyway, we probably shouldn't go down that channel and I can rant and rave about it forever. Uh, anyway, the big news obviously there is it's Rio. Uh, now, come on, Paul, what else have we got today before I start ranting and raving? Shanghai Mining Club member Voyager Metals put out uh, assays on six more holes from its um, Montsorcier uh, iron tie uh, vanadium project in eastern Canada. The holes are essentially confirming uh, the thickness and grades that they already have from previous drilling. But this all part of uh, advancing the project uh, toward uh, uh, development studies. Uh, consistent grades in these holes, 25 to 35% iron and magnetite and 0.2 to 0.3% vanadium. So no surprises there. And the thicknesses are consistent around 100 meters of thickness in the holes. So uh, just uh, more of the same. They still have 18 holes yet to report from the last program. Very good. We've got some news out of uh, AIM listed Kavango Resources. Yes, that's right. That's the Botswana uh, Grassroots Explorer. They completed a geophysical, gravity geophysical survey in Botswana and I've identified uh, a good size target here that coincides with a magnetic anomaly of similar size, about seven kilometers in diameter, uh, buried in the subsurface. Their business model is to test uh, unknown uh, uh, things with modern technology. So the idea now would be to put a drill hole down there just to see what is causing this gravity and um, and uh, <clears throat> a magnetic anomaly. It's probably some sort of an intrusion of uh, basic rock, but uh, the big question, does it contain anything useful like nickel and uh, PGMs? Time will tell. Um, Time will tell. Uh, yeah, we also uh, on nickel. Uh, we, we've Centaurus Metals. They've they've raised seventy five million dollars, haven't they, on the TSX overnight? Yes, Centaurus is also backed by Appian here in London as uh, as the private equity group, uh, and it's a very successful explorer here for nickel and PGMs uh, in Brazil. Here, seventy five million raised uh, here in this latest uh, deal, and almost all of it was institutionally placed. And this part of uh, raising the funds for the on for the ongoing drilling program here on the Jaguar deposits. Uh, they need about 90 kilometers more of drilling to do in order to get uh, into um, completion of DFS. So this will go uh, very much uh, in funding that. OK, anything else you got for us today, Paul? Yes, it is important to stay for uh, that uh, the uh, shareholders of Pretium agreed yesterday overwhelmingly to be taken over uh, by Newcrest. Uh, uh, so that uh, joins uh, Newcrest up with some Canadian uh, 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 
excuse me, some Alaskan uh, gold production here. Uh, it, it makes them more of a multinational gold producer. I mean, the majors like Newcrest are all out looking for acquisitions, aren't they, to build their gold portfolios. Uh, and we're going to see more and more um, takeovers by the majors of the smaller gold companies. Yes, as the bigger de as the deposits grow in size among the juniors, they become more attractive to the majors in order to fill the portfolio. And the juniors actually aren't reflecting that at the moment and should be performing better. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I believe I was looking at some statistics that you know when you have a commodity bull market, actually equities often, or the equities of the miners often take two to three years before they actually start performing properly. So we're obviously only probably you know. 18 months or so into this uh, latest phase of the commodities bull market, super cycle, whatever you want to call it, which is almost certainly going to carry on. Um, so equities will probably in about 12 months suddenly start flying. Uh, so there is still time to get into these mining stocks. Uh, I would suspect most generalist fund managers are underweight mining. Uh, that I is would agree with it. Yeah, that I is would. a very dangerous place to be. Um, if I was a generalist fund, I would be saying, how the hell do I get some of these mining stocks into my portfolio? But that's generalist funds for you. They, uh, too many of them are like sheep and just never heard. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, let's go and have a weekend. Uh, enough ranting and raging for me. We've gone on for nearly far too long. Uh, enjoy the weekend, everybody who's listening, and we'll be back next week. See you then.